0: good to good to just kind of rest sometimes you know a good thing about like my wife was saying when you when you surrender to god uh you when you surrender when you're like you know in a battle or even in like a you know if you're doing jiu or uh if you're doing a game basically that means you you lost it means you give up but when you surrender to God, <laughs> when you surrender to the Lord, you win. <laughs> you you enter into his victory and you do lose in one way. You lose yourself. You lose what you've been holding on to, but you gain so much more. Uh, so it's always good. Uh, amen. If you're a guest here, we've been going through the book of Philippians and we are at the end today. So we are going to finish the book of Philippians. So we're going to press through and get the last few verses here. So if you want to open your Bible to Philippians chapter 4, we are going to be there starting in verse 14. Philippians chapter 4. so quiet in here. So. I mean, I guess you're supposed to not be talking, right? <laughs> Holy Spirit, we just invite you to open the Word of God as we read it right now. In Jesus' name. It says this, Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out for Macedonia... Not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I've received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I've received from Epaphroditus... The gifts you sent, they are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus, the brothers and sisters who are with me, send greetings and all God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Just as a reminder, that's why it sounds weird at the end, is this is a letter. This is a personal friendship letter from Paul to his friends in the city of Philippi. And so that's as much as I'll say about the final greeting. Was that was his? That's his closing. His 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 greeting to them as he closes and says goodbye. Amen. Bless you. So, today's uh, topic, as you can see, is about giving. Thank you. <laughs> so the if you if you were here at the start of the series, like four and a half months ago. <laughs> At the start of this, Paul says, at the start of the book of Philippians, if you want to turn to chapter 1 there and look at it, um, in verse 3, 4, and 5, he says, I thank my God because I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you I pray with joy. Verse 5, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Notice that word partnership. We talked about that, I think, in the first week. But he is, he's coming back around to that. He's saying, basically, here's what happened. You partnered with me in your giving. It was your financial gifts that you partnered in the gospel of Jesus in doing the work that I was called to do. And so... You know, we have to be aware that number one is this: is giving is about the kingdom first. It's not just about giving. I mean, it's good to be generous. It's it's good to give. God will. I believe God blesses anybody who's generous, even person who's not following Jesus. Just it's like give, and it will be given into you. It's like a it's like a principle in creation. You know, if you bless others, you're going to get blessed. But we as if we're the people of God, we don't give just so we get more. We may get more, but that's not our goal. If if our goal is to get more then we're off track. But if our goal is to be a partner is to be a part of what God is doing on the earth, then we're giving for the right reasons. Because we are partnering in the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says, yet it was good of you to. To share in my trouble, or the word share there is the word koinonia, which means if you've been in church a long time, you know it means the, it means fellowship. In other words, you got to share together in all the trouble I'm going through because you know what? When they came to Jesus, guess what? They had trouble too, just like Paul did. Paul had way more trouble once he started following Jesus. Did you notice that? He met Jesus on the road. I mean, his life was great before that. He got to, you know, just be a nice Pharisee and be in church and be, a, be respected. And then he started following Jesus and he got shipwrecked. He got beat. He got left for dead. He was, he was hungry a lot. He didn't have money sometimes. Uh, people were trying to kill him. Uh, he was rejected by close friends and family members who said, get out of here. We don't want you anymore. And. So his life became a lot harder. And so Paul comes to the church in Philippi. They get saved. And guess what? You got to share in my trouble. In other words, there's a fellowship that happens when you follow Jesus. You might share in trouble. But it's not, not the same trouble you were in before. <laughs> Some of you all know what it's like to share in trouble before you got saved. Before you met Jesus, right? If you do something wrong, you get in trouble. <laughs> right? When you're speeding you know, along the road, guess what? There might be some lights coming behind you uh, because you're breaking the law. Uh, So, but this trouble is not the trouble of breaking the law. This trouble is the trouble and the opposition that comes as you follow Jesus, there's going to be pushback. Whether that's from the world, whether that's from your old friends, whether that's from just the devil himself and his personal assistants. whatever it is, uh, you're going to face that trouble, and so Paul says, "Guess what? You got to share in that trouble, but you got to do something even more. Only you got to share with me in this in this in this partnership." Now, Paul, what Paul is not saying here is this: He's not saying you're the best church and everybody else didn't have a chance. Right. He's not saying you're the only church and all those other losers <laughs> they didn't give a dime to me. <laughs> If they would have, then they would have got to verse 19. <laughs> and my God will meet all your needs according to His riches and glory. So if you will just give $100,000 today to me and what I'm doing and what God is doing through me, through Pastor John, then you will be blessed. No, what he's not saying this. See, there was no funny business back then. There was, there was, no, there was no manipulation. There was no deceit in Paul. He could be honest and say i am so thankful for the gift that you gave me and it wasn't and he can be honest and say i actually want you to do this and guess what it's not for me it's for you and he's not just trying to spin it you know now people try to spin it right he's like you're going to get blessed by god so give to me but if your focus is the gospel then it's good to say Hey, come partner with me. Give. This is a partnership. And guess what? I'm doing this for you. I don't know if I'm there sometimes. I have to say, I don't know if I have the heart of Paul sometimes where I'm like, am I asking people to give for their benefit? Man, that's how deep Paul's heart was. Where he could honestly say, look, this is in the Bible. We know Paul has to be being truthful here. (laughs) <laughs> the holy spirit said yep we're going to include that in the scriptures that's inspired by god so we know it's true we know he's not lying here we, he's not practicing deception he's not just you know a fast talker he's not like a used car salesman or something he's he is if you're a used car salesman i'm sorry that's an old joke i don't know why used car salesmen get a bad rap but uh, they do i guess so but he's not doing that he's being, he's being totally honest and saying i, I want this for you I'm not excited just that you blessed me and took care of me and made it so I could do what God has called me to do. I want this so you can be fruitful, so it can be credited to your account. This is what we have to know to put ourselves in Paul's shoes. As a mature follower of Jesus or as a follower of Jesus, we have to call other people to generosity. Because they they will miss out. They will miss out on blessing if we don't call them to say, no, you must give. You need to give. You need to give into the kingdom of God. You need to sow seed in the kingdom. And you have to do it, part of the way you have to do it is financially. You know, it can go off track. We all know how it can go off track, right? We all know how it can become just about getting the money, but we also can't swing to the other side where we say, oh, that's wrong. We're we're never going to touch that subject. No, guess what? You need to be giving. Because if I really love you, I will say, look, you need to give. If you've never never given before, you, you need to start. And you need to start, be a part of a community of faith where you can trust to give. If it's not here, find it. If you can't give to what we're doing here, I'm not saying that in a mean way. I'm being honest to say, look, you have to find a community of faith and something where you're going to partner in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because that's what it's about. It's about the good news of Jesus going out. No matter how we get it out, if we're teaching kids right now, we're sowing the gospel right down that hall into young children where they will grow up and some of them will lead their junior high friends to Jesus. Jesus. Some of them, Jerry, will invite their, their friends to youth group, right? And they're going to meet Jesus, and their life's going to be changed. So we, we give because of the gospel. Not for our own personal gain. If it gets off track, if we get stuck in where we're just trying to accumulate things, yeah, we've got off track. But we don't want to go so far on the other side where we say, oh, we're never going to talk about that. Because what does Paul say right at the end? I'm skipping all around here, but that's okay. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. Uh, we got a pretty good supply in heaven. All the riches and the glory of Christ Jesus is what is taking care of you as you give unto Him. You know, these guys... um, the church here in Philippi and in the region was called Macedonia. Um, and one of my favorite scriptures in Second Corinthians is about them. And I read it all the time in the offering, so you've, if you've been here a while, you've probably heard it before, but it's 2 Corinthians 8, 1 through 3, where Paul was bragging on this church, the people in Philippi, to the Corinthian church, to the people in Corinth. And he says this, And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches in the midst of a severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity, for I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability entirely on their own. That's the Philippian church that's who that's who they were and that's that's why have you ever heard the excuse someone say well if i just make a little bit more money then i'll start giving right man you know that guy over there you know you can point wherever you want <laughs> in this room if you want okay it's like oh if if i could ha- if i was making as much as as they were I, yeah i I'd, I'd be able to give but The math here doesn't work. Because in 2 Corinthians it says they had severe trial, extreme poverty, and joy. (laughs) And that equaled rich generosity. Because I can tell you, here's what I can tell you. It never gets easier. Because you know what? When you make more money, guess what? You write a bigger check. (laughs) You start writing bigger checks. But it's also fun. It's fun. to. I'm so thankful that y'all have. I, I make a lot more money than I started when I, when I pastored this church. This could really go off track quickly. My wife's looking at me like, oh, my gosh, you're talking about this. But, yeah, our church, the, the church has, has been blessed. And the church has chosen to bless us and the staff. And guess what? The church keeps being blessed. I don't know why that is, but seems to... We also give as a church. We gave like $25,000 away at the end of last year to other things, other missions, other groups, people in town that are doing ministry. And guess what? We keep receiving. But, you know, when I first started out and had my job for $5 an hour... That's so what I started at in college. My first job at Ace Hardware. I was making five dollars an hour. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> Man, if you work a whole week, that's two hundred dollars. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my goodness. But you work a you work a month, and well, we'll say it's eight hundred dollars, right? And then if I'm gonna Tithe, just for your information, if you didn't know, some people don't know this, why we say ten percent tithe means tenth. So tithe is ten percent. So then when I go to write my check, because I was a part of my church and I was taught by my parents to say, you've got a Jesus can, you've got a you got a spending can, a savings can, and a Jesus can. Okay, when I was a kid we had the little cans. And so, you know, if I got two dollars, then guess what? There's at least twenty five cents went in the Jesus can. Okay? And because I had my mother, if you know for some of you know my mom is a very conservative person, so that means a dollar seventy goes in the savings can. And then five cents goes in the spending can. Okay? So whatever you know, but you know, if you're not conservative then you may have had a little bit different percentages on that. But we can live on the five cents. It's like <laughs> okay. But when, you go, when, you're, when you're making $800 a month, guess what? You write an $80 check. We'll just say it like that. Minimum. You can give more because God stretches you. And he stretched me right away when I started. It wasn't $80. It was more. But if you make, we'll just times it by $10. $8,000 a month. <laughs> guess what? Guess what your check is? It's not 80, it's, now it's 800. You're like, whoa, 800 a month? <laughs> yeah. That's how it works, right? That's how it works. And guess what? You'll find when you're generous, God supplies all your needs according to His riches and glory. All your needs. <laughs> Didn't say wants. Man, I really would want this or that, right? We all want something, right? I don't know. Um, maybe you you want another car or something, and uh, if you just gave more in the offering today, you would get a new car. No, it's not how it works, right? <laughs> <laughs> because it's about the gospel. It's about the gospel first. It's not about me getting what I want. And so they got this here. They got that they were partnering with Paul. They said, look, we see something that is worth sacrificing for. And that's why find find a a church and find ministries, find missionaries that you're like, I want to sacrifice for what they're doing. I want to give to them. I want to give to pastors who step out in faith and say, we're going to travel and minister and see what God does. You can do that next week for them. <laughs> this is not a setup, by the way, just so you know, because we were just on this section. It just When you preach through the Bible, it just shows up. You're like, this is what we're preaching on. <laughs> but here's the thing about kingdom giving. Because this, this is kingdom giving. This is not just being generous. This is not just being a... a a good citizen, and a good neighbor, and all those things. And those things are valuable, but this is, about, this is about kingdom giving. And he says there's three things about kingdom giving. So when you give unto the Lord, and it's in this way, it's with a heart turned towards Him, it's with a heart focused on the good news of Jesus, the work of Jesus going out, um, then guess what? He says this, number one, it's a fragrant offering. You know, it's, there's something holy going on. You know, my wife likes likes to burn candles in my house. Okay, does anybody have a wife like that? Like, you know, well, we got three boys, so you definitely need to be like, you know, it, it just stinks, right? You just—it's too much body odor going on. Um, and one little seven-year-old girl—that's wow, she's something. So. But you know, so you can just—you can sometimes just—if it's—if it's a really fragrant candle, you can just—you just—you just light one little candle, and it can fill the whole house with that fragrance. Can you imagine when you're giving unto the Lord, when it's kingdom giving? There's there's a fragrance, there's an effect that happens beyond just this place. It's spread all over. You know, you don't you don't know what's happening in the spirit realm when you give. You you don't know what's happening across the ocean when you when you bless a missionary. Of course, I have a little more of a personal uh, perspective now that my brother has been a missionary for several years. But it's amazing when when money just shows up that you weren't expecting. And it's usually, guess what, at the right time. Because the Holy Spirit knows what's going, knows what we need, <laughs> He knows what our needs, and He's like, "I'm going to meet your needs." And here's how God meets our needs sometimes through somebody else. But it's a it's a fragrant offering. There's an there's an effect. There's there's something that's that's being poured out. It's not just like I'm doing my duty. I'm not just being a good Christian. I'm not just you know checking a box. I'm not just you know. I hope that you know anyway. I, I hope that somebody notices whatever any kind of bad motivation would be. But it's like if you're doing it under the Lord, there's there's a fragrant offering. Number two, it says he says it's an acceptable sacrifice. In other words, this this is worship. That's what the sacrifices were in the Old Testament, what they were worship unto God. In other words, this is not just this is this is just as much worship as we were doing when we were singing. I surrender all. Sometimes we've turned worship just into songs, and that's you know, that's part of it for sure. But worship is obedience. Worship is sometimes financially painful. When God tells you to give something, you're like, I don't, I don't know about that, Lord. Thank you for some of you for teaching me that many of you have taught me that by your by your own generosity by your own sacrificial giving by your own sowing into the kingdom to say i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to sow into sometimes you sow into people you're like this is for the kingdom but i'm sowing into this person individually i'm not giving it to the church i'm just saying god told me i'm i'm blessing you but this is for the gospel maybe it's just to show them the gospel we don't you don't know but it's its it's an, it's an offering of worship and number three it's pleasing to God. you put a smile on god's face when you give when it's kingdom giving he's happy <laughs> you know when you when your kids do something that you've taught them to do that's pretty cool when you see them do something without you know being asked that's like spiritual that moves your heart and so that's what happens to our father in heaven when we when we give we move his heart and he's happy it's pleasing to him he's he's smiling he was looking down at these philippians and go man look at those philippians i'm putting them in the bible <laughs> Man, it was just going to be Galatians, Ephesians, and then straight to Colossians. But now, no, we're definitely adding the Philippians in, okay? We're keeping those people there. There's no the Jerusalem amendments, you know. I don't know why there wasn't them, but uh, they are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. As I was saying, we, we like to watch the Olympics. So, one of the things that, that I got into a couple years ago, is funny that it's even enjoyable to watch, is it's cur- curling. Anybody know what curling is? It's not this. You can tell I do that all the time, too. Yeah. Ten pounds. Okay. Um, <laughs> on each arm. <laughs> I might be able to do 12. Um, so... But, but curling, if you're not familiar with curling, it turned it on last night a little bit too. It's like, obviously it's like, last night Olympics, let's get it all in. Okay. And so you, you got this like big old rock that has a handle on it and they slide it on the ice. And what happens is, you know, there's these two other guys that kind of slide and half skate, half walk and they, they have the brooms, right? And they, and they start, if they want the, the rock to, to spin or to keep going faster to get more momentum like they like brush the ice you know they're like Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. you know they're just like sweeping the ice and so and then the rocks have to get in the target place there's two teams and so it's a beautiful picture of, of a partnership where there's there's a team working together where you know somebody releases the rock but sometimes we're the one with the broom, just a little bit here, just a little bit there, just a little bit, and it gets right to the target. And so you may think, man, what I'm doing is not that much. I can't give that much. Well, what if you're just one swipe of the broom? When we all, when we all get swiping the broom, guess what? The gospel hits its target. so what happened in this region the whole the whole area it says everybody heard about Jesus and they heard about the real Jesus not the religious Jesus not the not the half god Jesus not the half truth Jesus whatever the, this the real Jesus from that was that is revealed here and you know normally there's also a picture going on here with with Paul and the Philippians of a of a like a Greco-Roman friendship where you would bless each other back and forth kind of thing. Basically, that's what you know in simplistic terms. But Paul ups the ante at the end. He says, "Look, I'm not going to give back to you. God's going to give back to you." You know, in their friendships at that time, it'd be like, "Hey, we we bless one another." And we, we take care of our friends, so to speak. But Paul says this, look, you took care of me, and now God's going to take care of you. Not just Paul's going to take care of you, but God's going to take care of you. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. So just as we close this this series on on this book, it, it comes. It's kind of interesting how it comes right back around to kind of where it started. But I, I challenge you: if you're not giving, give. Give into the kingdom. Find find a church that you can trust enough to say, "I'm giving." If you're a guest here, I'm just. Most of you aren't guests, so please. You know, I want you to stay, really. I <laughs> just want to make sure that I'm clear on that. I'm not like trying to clear it. At least come next week for Pastor Don, okay? Um, <laughs> hey, come preach next week. I'm going to clear it out, though, for this week, though. <laughs> but I, find ways to give into the kingdom of God. And it gets fun. It really does, it could get fun, right? It, it can be fun to bless people. It's it's fun to just like be able to just hand somebody a thousand dollars. That's fun. You're like, Did Pastor John do that to you? Uh, <laughs> who did he do that for? But it, it's fun. And here's the crazy thing is then if we're all blessing. If we're all giving to whom and what we should give, then guess what? Everybody's needs are met. And that's the picture of the church in the, in the first century. It says they, they all, everybody, everybody's needs were met. They, they took care of each other. And so we're going to take care of each other. And we're going to give into the kingdom. Amen? Amen? Let's stand and we'll close. And we'll, we'll have our leaders come up after I close in prayer here. Um, but I just ask you to just ask the Lord, you know, if, if, if he's moving on your heart and you, you've been one of those ones that says, well, when I just get a little bit more or you've got a limit, you're like, well, it's, it's this much, God, and it doesn't matter. That's, that's my limit. God says, God might say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stretch your limit. I don't know. I'm not even saying you have to give it here. I'm just saying he, he may tell you whatever he's going to tell you. But whatever it is, let us respond to God so that we can enter into this joy and fruitfulness that Paul's talking about here. Uh, because God's going to take care of us according to his riches. So, Father, we just, we, just, we just welcome you, Holy Spirit, to just encourage us, to speak to us. Maybe you just want to say to somebody this morning that needs to know that God's, God sees what you've been giving And he's pleased with it. Lord, we want to give an offering to you that fills, that releases a fragrance, God. That fills a room with the presence of God. Lord, we want to, Lord, just like uh, the woman, it says, broke a jar of perfume on your feet. And the room was filled with the fragrance. Lord, that was a beautiful offering of worship. But it was also a huge financial gift. It was a year's worth of wages poured out at the feet of Jesus. And, Lord, you said that everybody's going to hear about that wherever the gospel is preached because it was an offering of worship, Lord. And so no matter what, Lord, we want to have a heart that's where we're giving you an offering of worship, whether that's with our songs, whether that's with our obedience, God, whether that's with our finances, whether that's with our families, whether that's the way we do our jobs. It's going to be an offering of worship to you. And so we choose to align ourselves with the kingdom of God. Lord, not the wisdom of the world. Not a super plan to have a great retirement. All those things can be fine. But Lord, we choose to first line ourselves up with the kingdom of God. And say, we're going we're gonna to follow you. And we're going to sow into the kingdom. And we want the good news of Jesus to get out to as many people as possible. And so we invite you to lead us, to stretch us, to challenge us, to correct us. Whatever you need to do um, to encourage us in this aspect of giving.